African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us right here on African Dialogue. It's great to be back. I've been away for a while, taking a little of a breather. It's nice waking up and doing nothing the whole day. But it's great to be back here on Channel Africa, uh, the voice of the African Renaissance. Thank you for joining us on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. DSTV, we're on Channel 802 on that audio book here. You can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Today, we're going to have a bit of fun with... They have our friends in Sire here. The Sire has become a big, big kind of friend for African dialogue. And uh, just this past weekend, they've been actually uh, modeling uh, a United Nations General Assembly for uh, 500 young students, high school students from across South Africa. And uh, it was actually having kind of a local uh, UNGA version uh, as heads of states and diplomats met in New York this past weekend uh, at the real UNGA looking at the challenging international issues. These students also met to model the same gathering dealing with global issues such as migration to cybercrime and it was under the guidance of the South African Institute of International Affairs as I've already mentioned. Now joining us in our studios are some of the bright minds that uh, are from the Sandringham High School in Johannesburg and they've won the best delegation gold award. You guys are awesome. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Awesome, guys. So we've got Sten Mulunda, we've got Abigail Sukoni, and we've got Nakwanda Dube, and also we've got uh, Siwa Piwe uh, also joining us. He's an intern and organizer at uh, the in- Institute itself. But I want to start with you guys first before uh, we go to Siwa Piwe in, 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 in terms of just how you guys feel about actually winning this uh, gold award. Okay, let's start with you, Stin. I see that uh, Abigail says you must start. So you must be kind of the, the lead of this team. How, how did it feel? Well, it, it certainly did feel great because, I mean, there's a lot of preparation that went into it. But I actually feel that the reward in it is more about the experience of being able to bring um, solutions from youth on a broader spectrum and actually create, getting a platform to do that. And I actually feel that the thrill isn't so much as in winning, but then being able to use your ability as youth to make a difference. Sure. Okay. So tell me about this kind of uh, general assembly that was modeled. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, Sten, you start. In terms of um, what you guys were doing, I know the general assembly is kind of a big deal internationally. So from the local Joburg perspective, from a high school level, what did you guys actually do to take us through the whole process, what you you guys were up to? So... um, to start with, before the actual, de- de- before the actual debate, sure. um, we receive um, topic background, All right. and then the different points that um, we're supposed to find solutions for, and then you diff- you chose you choose you choose um, a committee on a BN, and then you represent a delegation, so like a member state of the UN. Okay. And in our case, this year it was the Federative Republic of Brazil. 
Wow, that's an interesting country. I'm sure you guys were like, ah, we were hoping it was South Africa. But then how did you guys go through your research? Tell us, Abigail, where did you guys start and what did you guys think of Brazil? Because you guys are South African, you understand the South African lifestyle, you understand the politics here, and you know what's going on in South Africa. But when you had to go now look at Brazil, where did you guys start? Well... Our team as a whole, we love a challenge. So we felt oh, like nice. this was a very great opportunity for us to find out what's happening in other countries, specifically Brazil. Okay. And we started, first of all, by um, seeing the circumstances that's happening in Brazil. First of all, seeing the location of Brazil, the resources and so forth, political statuses and so forth. All this helps us in um, setting up our 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 speeches and sure, so forth sure. in what we want to actually talk about in the debate is all right and then coming to you nakwanda i'm sure that there was a subject matter you guys had to focus it wasn't just brazil in total what did you guys actually what subject and topic did you guys have to deal with it was water crisis ah okay so we had to look at the water crisis in our country as well as other countries. Okay. So if we had a solution, we had to yeah, consider it to other countries and how we can help each other and all of that. Awesome, awesome. Now let's come to you, CYP. I mean, this is fun. I mean, I'm kind of happy about this because this is right down my alley. When I was in high school, I was in the RCL. I enjoyed <laughs> kind of being in the debate team. I enjoyed that kind of vibe. And it's very interesting that, you know, I don't know if these cultural activities are still in. But SI, why did you guys think it was important for young students, especially at their age? I mean, you guys are in matric right now. Okay, cool. So, like, uh, these guys are in metric. Why did you think it was important for them to replicate kind of a, a general assembly of their own? Um, firstly, I think we need to speak about the spectrum because it's actually grade 8 to metric. Okay, cool. So, it's quite a large spectrum. And All right. it's important for them to look at the general assembly and to actually look at international affairs in the sense that they are young people and the baton is being passed to them. We can't say it's going to be passed to them because it is their time right yeah. now. It is our time as young people. Sure. So um, definitely it is um, quite a great platform for them to then come and discuss international issues or international affairs and for them to be knowledgeable of these affairs so that when they do go into university, whether they do medicine, engineering, as we've seen with the different committees that would discuss cybersecurity, mm. um, famine, migration, um, the Futuristic Security Council, that they also know the international aspect of that that we're not living in the silo that is South Africa, but mm. we're living in a more diverse world that is SADC, that is the African Union, that is the international space or the sure. United Nations, that would be. I mean, when you look at the numbers in terms of the youth population in Africa, it's booming. I mean, yes, you're talking about 200 yes. million uh, people between the ages of 15 and 24. Uh, I'm not even in that di uh, <laughs> demographic anymore, and I still consider myself young. And it's really a buzzing demographic, isn't it? The fact that young people are starting to see themselves engaging, not more just in uh, South African issues, but uh, looking at things from a continental and global perspective. Perspective. Um, it, it definitely is. And um, for a very long time, young people have been waiting to be given a chance. Mm. But I think with the programs that SIA offers, more especially with the model United Nations and the Environmental Sustainability Project, mm. is that young people are now taking the initiative. Young people are no longer waiting for people to come and knock on their doors. They're yeah, actually sure. knocking on different doors nice. and opportunities such as now coming and discussing what they're doing on radio platforms, which are um, international or, or continental, is yeah. is, 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 is 
one aspect of it but um, it is quite interesting to see that they've been capacitated to knock on doors and to no longer wait for people to come and pick them from the crowd Awesome. Now we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a selfie during that break with you guys because you guys look very cool. But we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. I'm going to pick your brain and debate with you guys around some of the issues you guys highlighted. The water crisis especially. I'm sure you guys had to come up with solutions, unpack the problem itself initially. And also, I'm sure you had some challenges from the opposition teams. And I'm sure you guys uh, were put in a corner somehow but you made it through because you guys were winners uh, of uh, this uh, best delegation gold award we're going to take a quick break we're speaking to young people today fantastic conversation we'll be back after this this is channel africa south africa's official international public radio station on shortwave internet and satellite from an african perspective Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunya Nzovu and you are listening to Channel Africa. We love Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Well, we just took our selfie, awesome, awesome, with uh, the young students at uh, the uh, school there that uh, just won. Sandringham High School in Johannesburg won the Best Delegation uh, Gold Award at this amazing conference that was uh, taking place this weekend. It's uh, uh, South Africa's Future Leaders at the Annual Model United Nations Conference uh, that was uh, taking place uh, uh, during this uh, weekend. 500 high school learners from across uh, South Africa were actually hang out to debate some of the pertinent issues that are also dealt with at the real General Assembly in New York. I mean, let's look at some of the topics, climate change and migration and adaptation, cybersecurity, global migration, the emerging African youth demographic, the famine crisis in Somalia, South Sudan and Yemen, water scarcity. That's the stuff we deal with here with professors and kind of uh, big minds. But you are young minds and it seems like you guys did well because you were competing against f- f- uh, f- 497 uh, other students. Now, 497 other students. Is that right? Yeah. Is my maths right? I was never good at maths. That's why I'm such a, I'm a journalist right now. But let me come to you, Abigail, in terms of uh, some of the main issues you guys um, looked at. The water crisis. So what was your main argument? What were the main points you guys came up with? And uh, just tell us a little bit about what you saw in terms of this water crisis. In terms of the water crisis, we saw that there is a great need, a great need for new solutions to be made. Specifically, there's many countries out there that have no means of even getting access to water. People need different new ideas. So I felt like the whole UN Model UN was a great platform for us to come up with these new ideas and so forth and share them with other other youngsters amongst mm. ourselves mm. and actually yes, learn new things from others as well. And uh, Sten, in terms of those solutions, what did you guys come up with? Because we in South Africa just recently struggled from a water crisis. People think it's over. It's not really, really over yet. It's still a big problem in, in the country. Tell us a little bit about some of the ideas that you guys came up with. 
Well, one of our main ideas, um, because one of the things you got to look at as a delegation is the other peop- the other countries that are in your committee. Okay. So one of the things we're really looking at was we had South Africa, we had Russia, so we had the whole BRICS mm-hmm. as we were Brazil, and we had a lot of African countries, which are re- low, less economically developed countries. Mm-hmm. So what our policy was looking at was coming up with... Um, water solutions that don't only cover it from uh, water as a resource mm. aspect, but also from an economical empowerment aspect. So we looked at um, coming up with mechanisms to adequately price water mm. because it's one of the problems you have here in South Africa mm. whereby um, it's not geographically priced, as in where people, the way they live, people who can afford to pay for water. Mm-hmm. And then we can't make water right because the person somewhere else in a township or in a lockchain who can't afford Mm -hmm. to pay for such services Mm -hmm. is stranded and the other thing that we looked at was um reducing um industrial footprint okay so what we find um in in the african context is also that um those are just going back home that you know con- uh, our countries are so dependent on taxes being paid by industrial companies mm-hmm. that we're very lenient on our policy and we actually allow them to destroy our environment mm-hmm. because we don't that we don't we're not trying to hamper our economic development and investor confidence mm-hmm. but then what we suggested was um new um engine inge- whether it's manufacturing mm-hmm. engineering conservative methods of mm-hmm. development in such a way that uh, the carbon footprint is um, reduced and at the same time giving tax rebates as an incentive to like make companies reuse um, methods that don't hamper water. And I think the third one, which was pretty important to us, was also um, education as a whole. And I think even here in South Africa, we take it for granted, but then the kids out there that like will spend eight hours to go get water. So basically the whole day revolves around your ability to get water. So um, also education about water is not just um, a natural resource. Actually, this model United Conference allowed us to see that water is actually more of a a natural commodity. Mm. It's perishable and actually water makes as much as money makes the world go round but then even that money needs water to be mm. made so mm. wow i wish yeah. i had a brain like yours i feel like i'm aging now and you are a young mind that's actually blossoming with a young innovative mind this and nokwanda from your side what did you bring to the table with uh, the arguments that were made this uh, uh, past weekend Okay, I was the third speaker. Okay, awesome. So what I did was to observe the debate and what other countries had to bring forward their solutions, their problems and all of that. So what I did was to, okay, is Brazil. We had the proposal, our proposal. So our proposal in the debate passed. Mm. So... So I had to say why our proposal passed. Why? Why? What did you say? <laughs> what were the reasons? <laughs> okay, because um, our proposal, um, like it's, it contributed everyone in it. Okay. The highly developed countries, the lower developed countries. Okay, awesome. So that's why it passed. Awesome. I, yeah. And also we looked at other countries' proposal, looking at their proposals that they don't accommodate everyone all right yeah also so you were a critique there about other people's uh, ideas let me come back to you uh siwa in terms of uh, 
just the, the fact of innovation, innovative thoughts among young people, because I think that's so critical here in terms of shaping innovation within young minds, because I feel like that's kind of what we just heard from these great three guys here. Uh, how, how important is that harnessing that kind of landscape of thinking for young people in terms of them being innovative and thinking outside of the box a little bit and also looking at the global shifts that are taking place? I love that the fact that uh, uh, Nokwanda was highlighting the fact that they considered other uh, nations is what's happening outside the context of their own countries because it's interesting that now you have to think around those dynamics that you know a country is not just working in its own silo that there's geographical shifts that are always taking place from a political and a social level no definitely um i think it goes back to one of your opening remarks which were talking about the growing youth demographic in in Africa. I think UNICEF, um, in fact, not even UNICEF, the entire world said Mm. that by 2050, Africa would have the largest youth demographic. And if we have a youth demographic that has not been harnessed, that has not been um, given the platform for them to innovate and for them to think outside of the box, for them to think sustainably, whether it's for water problems um, like the young learners have discussed or whether it's migration issues, Mm. whether it's cybersecurity, which is actually becoming a very big thing right now. In fact, I was reading... um, uh, an article a couple of weeks ago of how even our country wasn't ready for a cyber attack if ever we had to be attacked um, or right. had a big have a big cyber attack sure, we'd be in sure. trouble so just literally giving young people that space but also remembering that for example in in something like the united nations many countries come with um youth delegations but it's seldom that we see youth delegations at the general assembly for example come from the african continent yeah. and if you're saying that we have a growing youth demographic or that we have the biggest youth demographic sorry in the world right now as Mm. a continent it then also does become a bit worrying but then with growing programs such as youth at sire it's then also comforting to know that at least young people are being engaged um and that their voices are being heard that um their innovation has been given a space to grow and fester and to become something that they can run with whether it's going into academia or being entrepreneurial about it becoming a consultant or whatever it is that there is a space that somebody is listening and that somebody's helping the young people harness these skills yeah let me come back to you guys in terms of looking at what you guys want to become because that's interesting to know the kind of choices that you know these kind of opportunities start i know when i was like a debater i was very good as well i kind of won most of the our steadfords can I still have the uh, the certificates on my mother's uh, uh, div, uh, room divider? I don't know if you guys know room dividers. You guys have those in your homes? So I have that in my grandmother's house, those uh, uh, certificates. And kind of build confidence in me to understand my value and my ability to speak and to communicate. When it comes to you guys, Abigail, um, what does this kind of opportunity do for you in terms of does it change maybe where you want where you see yourself in the future i mean you've got you top 10 2016 top 10 i think this year you're a prefect you are you are cl so definitely you are a young leader in your own capacity just tell us a little bit about you know these opportunities where do you see yourself uh, in the future looking at what you're doing now as a young person well, I feel very honored by these opportunities. I feel like they give us opportunities to see what's happening in the world as a whole and not just in South Africa. And we become more aware of mm-hmm. what's happening in society. And we'd be able to uh, um, come up with better solutions or uh, be more prepared for the future mm-hmm. as 
as Model UN offers us this platform mm. to be able to do research, to interact with other schools representing different delegates, for example. Mm. And I feel like it does educate it does educate us a lot about what's happening in the world as a whole. And what do you want to become in the future? Where do you see your yourself, Abigail? I would love to look into law. Okay. Advocacy, probably a judge someday. Ah, nice. Yes. All right, a mukhwang of our own. I see you, <laughs> you're gunning for that constitutional court uh, uh, seat there. And when uh, Nakwanda, what do you want to become? Tell us a little bit about what you hope for your future. And as a young person, I know there's a lot of challenges for young people right now. And uh, where do you see your path in in, in life, just generally? Well, I want to be a structural engineer. What is that? I've never heard of a structural engineer, so you tell me a little bit about that. It's someone who develops and builds buildings. Okay. Yeah. I'm more of like a three-in-one person. Oh, okay. Tatawe, na. A civil engineer, an <laughs> okay. architecture, and um, a survey. Okay. Yes. All right. A, qu- a quantity surveyor. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. And, and, and you, Stin, where do you see yourself? I, I see you in a, a, in the academic world, and I see you kind of as a professor wearing some hat and teaching students. I'm wrong, right? I can see just your expressions like, no, that's not where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually feel like I'm more about creating my own path. Okay. And my own path entails um, just going out into the world and just um, expanding my company in the cybersecurity space. Okay. Business analytics, because I think data... I was completely wrong, wasn't I? Yeah. (laughs) Africa needs strong data. Okay, fantastic. But why that? Why Do you see the opportunities in that? Yeah, I I see a lot of opportunity in that, in the the sense that um, it's one sector... Like, Africa is the last economic growth fund front mm-hmm. so it's focusing on something whereby well established companies don't take market share from you mm-hmm. so finding a blue ocean and swimming in it ah okay mm-hmm. i see you you are a projector aren't you looking into the future of things but hey let's take a quick break we'll be back we're gonna just uh, wrap it up after this it's eleven thirty central african time and uh, thank you for joining us right here on channel africa thank you for giving us your time remember on dstv on channel 802 on the audio bouquet that's channel 802 you can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za We have great news for you. Channel Africa has gone mobile. If you have a cell phone, you can now download the mobile app for Android. You can get it on Google Play. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspectives. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective.
Yes, you are listening to African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Moshatama. We're about to wrap up our conversation. Just a reminder that in 11.45 Central African time, we'll have our business news. And thereafter, we'll get our sports. And still coming up at midday, Africa Midday will be there to give you the latest news on the African continent. But we're still speaking to young students here in our studios looking at uh, uh, just uh, what happened this past weekend, which was uh, a conference that was duplicating uh, the United uh, a nation's general assembly model. It was titled the South Africa's Future Leaders at the Annual Model United Nations Conference. And I want to come to you, CYP, because I know that uh, the South African Institute of International Affairs is very kind of futuristic, especially when it comes to international affairs issues. I know you guys are, are very much progressive in your thinking as an, as an institute. But let's look at, uh, you know, we've, we've done this before, this kind of conversation. I think two years back and it's great to be doing it again two years later and to know that this uh, facilitation program is actually still taking place but from your perspective I mean you're still an intern you're young here at the institute tell us do you see it as something that's beneficial for the students do you think that they can take it a bit further itself or maybe there's a future for it maybe one day we'll take all these kids to the United Nations General Assembly in New York Um, (laughs) it definitely is a great platform I mean Outside of this uh, program that we're discussing now, the MEN, we've actually got an ESP program, which is the Environmental Sustainability Program. And we've actually sent um, a person as part of the official delegation to Minister Edna Edna Mulewa to the COP COP agreements. Oh, that's Uh, awesome. It was Paris and also last year. So it's it's quite... um, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, yeah. If only then we are given a chance, it, it would possibly, um, it, it would be a great partnership. But also just um, having young people that are on the ground, having young people from diverse backgrounds, because that's another mm-hmm. great thing about the side programs is mm-hmm. that one can come from an independent school that costs what a hundred to two hundred thousand rand, but another sure. can come from a non-free paying school. Sure. And the one thing that matters is what's on your mind. What are you thinking? How do you think? And how are your ideas going to work to better the world? So, um, on that front, definitely there there is room, and um, there is a very huge possibility that we could see one of the three young people sitting here, <laughs> or maybe myself. Um, <laughs> fly over to New York as yeah, part yeah. of the official delegation in the next years to come. And, and just to look at just you know that d- dynamic of what you highlighted there, that you have a range of students coming from different school backgrounds, schooling yes. backgrounds. Did you see any kind of um, differences between those um, those dynamics, the fact that some come from well-paid schools, others come from just government schools? Did you see the inequalities there, or did you see people just stepping it up despite what background they came from? Definitely didn't see that much inequality. I think okay. people stood their ground. Um, sure. If you had a voice, you had a voice, and your yeah. voice needed to be heard. And um, it was quite, it, and it's always quite interesting to see because I've been part of the youth programs now for five years. Oh, wow. And um, I've stayed primarily because of that because it's 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 a it's a nonpartisan if I could say um platform where no matter what political affiliation or whatever you come from, mm-hmm. you just come together to discuss international affairs. Mm-hmm. And as a result, because it's a safe space in that in that sense, um young people really do step up and young mm-hmm. people really do forget about wherever they come from. Yeah. 
to know that they are just here to make sure that whatever it is that they've researched or whatever it is that they'd like to see as a solution is heard. Um, so definitely, um, I, I don't think there were too many qualms about that. I really think that any and everybody that wanted to be heard mm-hmm. and stood their ground definitely stood their ground. And, and coming back to you, um, Stin, is the fact that I, I want to hear from you as we wrap it up in terms we know that there's a huge unemployment um, stats when it comes to young population, to the young population in South Africa. And almost there's kind of a very pessimistic view when it comes to young people in general, uh, just the idea, the fact that, you know, some of them are not as skilled as we want them to because of their background and because of the poverty challenges we have in, in South Africa itself. From your perspective, how do you see the youth of South Africa? How do you imagine the youth of uh, the continent itself? Well, that's very interesting. Well, I, I, I see the youth um, of Africa, and even if we take it back to South Africa as a whole, as a very untapped potential stream. Mm. And I think um, what really needs to happen in order for the youth to really take charge is... Um, a lot of reform in policy. Okay. And I feel one of the policies that I really personally believe in is to see in my lifetime is the implementation of GEE. So geographically, geographic economic empowerment. Mm. Because um, I think what um, was mentioned here at site, the differences don't really matter, but then that's because we trying to come up with solution on a global spectrum. Mm. But then when it comes to going back home, um empower, empowerment going um geographically and not um and not according to different cate- different um categories and aspects that don't really bring balance okay because we for example for black economic empowerment it is true that we need that but then um people that come from the suburbs and then a black person um in a township or in a remote village yeah, yeah. it doesn't really address it in the same way you yeah. kind of need to favor the people according to their geographic background mm, mm. and i think aspect is everything mm. we need to be able to have a leadership that channels the vision as to where do we want to see ourselves being in 2030 mm. channel that vision to the youth and mm. reforming policy and i definitely believe that we can tap our power as youth. Wow, fantastic. Nokwanda, your thoughts in terms of where you see young people currently? Tell us a little bit about your mindset in that. Like, there are challenges, I'm sure you can see them even in your own school. Maybe you can see the, the, the guys around your own school. In terms of moving things forward for young people, what do you think we should be doing? I think um, as young people, we should inform each other and also get involved in global affairs. By so doing, we'll get more knowledge and be more informed and interested Mm. on what's happening in our current world. Because right now, people are informing each other. Yes, it's, yeah, we are informing each other. But the thing is that we have to gather each other. We have to communicate as people. By communicating, we are making things easier. So only communication is needed. People should come together. Fantastic. Abigail, your final thoughts in terms of where you see young people currently, how can they overcome their challenges? I feel that people, the youth of of South Africa and uh, all across the world should, should work together 
as a whole understand each other put political issues and other barriers aside mm. and just come together on topics such as water crisis it's a, it's a global crisis mm. so i feel that everybody ha- ha- needs to have a say in this mm. and and being their 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 part all right awesome guys it's been awesome speaking to you You guys did a good job i thought you guys were shy earlier on you're not so shy after all you guys are outspoken and fantastic thank you to steen mulunda thank you to abigail sukoni thank you to nokwanda dube and thank you to siwapiwe madubela who is the conference organizer and also an intern at uh, uh, the sire institute with the south african institute of international affairs guys it's been fantastic good luck with everything hopefully i don't know i'll kind of trace you guys in 10 years time and see what you guys have become and how far you've been in the world uh, i'll give myself the journalistic project to see if i can touch base with you guys in 10 years time do you think that's possible sure yeah sure i'll, I'll do that i'll do that well that's how we wrap up the the show let's have some music from freshly ground this is titled buttercup it's eleven forty central african time then we'll get our business news and our sports thereafter Pretty little buttercup While I was walking one day And she was such a pretty little buttercup I saw her walking one day I said, hey, I'm such a pretty little buttercup I'd like to take you away but oh, you're such a pretty little buttercup I don't believe that you would stay on my way Ha! <laughs> 